You're listening to Can I Help You with the Love Master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Dr. Craig Shoemaker, can I help you? This is going to be a real different one. Uh, it's impromptu. I kind of do things like that, impromptu, or some people think I'm whacked for doing things like that. Is I'd like to call it inspired. Sometimes I go from inspiration. Many times I do, and that's what I'm doing this morning. <laughs> I wasn't planning the podcast. Not that I plan any anyway. I don't have notes i'm actually going to do one later that it's a little more planned but he says what are we going to talk about i said just 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 run with it i have no idea what we're going to talk about that's part of what it is i'm listening to my breath here i gotta watch myself my 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 heavy breathing it's not because i'm turned on by my guest either <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's a matter of i'm, I'm just not i'm just not a good i'm <laughs> Not, you wouldn't be the first. I wouldn't be the first not to be turned on or not to be breathing heavy because it's you, or I wouldn't be the first who's breathing heavy because of you. So this is a first. I am literally a man just walked into my offices here. We're in uh, my new room here that we're developing. I'm hopefully I'm even testing the sound here because we have a, a gaming room. Where I have a new gaming business of which we have. We're bringing humor to the video gaming world. We have a gaming team of comedians okay. bringing laughter to the gaming world. So we're just trying this room out for the first time. I'm just trying this out for the first time of meeting someone and saying, I'm going to put a microphone in front of you instead of, we met uh, a couple minutes ago, walks into my office, Sergio, don't even know his last name, or I don't remember his last name, <laughs> because I'm approached by many people, you know, um, people email me, and I get back to them. As a matter of fact, I, I don't know, Sergio, if you read this this morning, but I posted someone who was angry with me. He says, I sent you a complimentary email, oh. and he and I didn't respond in 20 days. And I, first of all, I never saw the email. I was also hospitalized for exhaustion. I'm trying to balance family, business, touring, flying, performing, meeting people afterwards and all that. And he was angry. And then he, he went from, you didn't get back to me, so now I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Called me gaunt. Oh, wow. And uh, I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, and so that's kind of sparking me this morning. I'm, I'm, just, I'm so irritated with the, with the world right now, especially in comedy because you know another guy was fired from Saturday Night Live before he even entered the show because of something he said on a podcast. So I'm a little fired up, but um, I do get back to people, and I got back to you. Got back so, to me. So, so, so uh, months ago, and so um, not only for the listener, why don't you tell me uh, how we met, basically, and what the intention was and kind of your thought process and, and all of that. Why don't you start with that and your name? Uh, <laughs> I, I've never introduced anyone to not known their name. No I know worries. your first name. My, my full name is Sergio Novoa. That's right. And I encountered you listening to a podcast, Hot Breath, with yeah. Joel Byers. Okay. And I enjoyed the interview. And I really like what you said about you earned certain titles and had some accomplishments at a certain age. And then you really started getting other things when you were older. And you said you were so grateful that you got them when you were older because you had the mental capacity to really take on 
what was coming. And appreciate it. And appreciate it. Yeah. And I guess one that you earned a, an award or best comic or yeah. foot, and you walked into the club and people, were, you know, being comics, making fun or whatever yeah. comedians do. I was carrying my award with me. Yeah. I went from thinking this is the greatest thing to it was one of the worst nights of my life. Riding around in the limo. Did I talk about that? I yes. rode around the limo by myself, not knowing where to go. Yes. And I, it stood out for me because as I do open mics and I do things, one of the things you said in the interview is, I'm, I do my thing and I leave. I don't want to be around comedians, mm. you know, because we're people that are constantly looking for openings and this and that. And that's the way I feel. Like I do my stuff and then I get out. Like yeah. I don't stay and get, I don't drink when I perform ever, before or after. And I see everyone getting high or sure. being hungover. So when you said that, I thought, oh, that's cool. I, I kind of feel the same way. And I'm also grateful that I'm not 25. Yeah. have a better sense of who I am. And even with that being said, comedy is such a bipolar roller coaster of a ride. You're up one day, down the next. You, it's like, these are the same words I said last night. How are they not working today? Mm -hmm. So it's such an interesting thing. And in the interview, you said, oh, I'd love to be able to mentor someone. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you want to mentor someone? I'm like, ah. So then I found you on social media and I thought, you know what? Let me send him a clip. Yeah. That this way he can I actually that. see what yeah. I do. And then I said, Great clip, by the way. Oh, thank you. I, when you said that, I was like, all right. Because <laughs> you've seen a lot and you've uh, done yes. a lot. And, and mentored like, a lot. Oh, yeah. So then I thought, well, great. And then, and here we are today. Well, part of the mentorship that I do enjoy is someone like you mm -hmm. who has an appreciation for even being mentored. Oh. I'm mentoring someone right now who's not even a comedian, uh -huh. but I'm turning him into one, Tony Luke. Okay. And uh, he's from the sandwich business, Tony Luke's, and he tours with me now, and I mentor him, and I am telling you, it is so cool huh. to see the growth. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel like you're, you know, a midwife. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and you've got this this baby that's born, and it's breathing, and you help it breathe, and you, you know, you just you're not, you know, conceiving or giving birth, but you're assisting, and yeah. it, it really makes one feel gratified and and. And when the appreciation is there, and quite frankly, what comes with comics is also lack of that. You know, the ego's involved with, with comics. Yes. I, I was talking about this morning. I'm still on this frustration uh, point of what's going on with society, that the comedians are the first to go. You know, we're, we're, you know in the Revolutionary War, I always wondered, the fife and drum. They don't even give them a weapon, but they put them on the front lines, these people in the back. Yeah. You know, the kings, the queens, you know, the... You know, the Hierarchy, whoever it is, they put them in, in the front. I was, man, we're, we're like the fife and drum. We don't even get a weapon, nor do we even have a big club that we're in that's a supportive club. You don't see a fife and drum club of people that are supporting one another. And that's the thing with comics. Yes. Is it's not a club I want to be a member of because it's such, there's so many selfish people with egos involved who will not support one another. So as much as this morning when I see this guy being fired, I don't even know his name. I never, don't know what he did. But he was fired from Saturday Night Live, but it's for uh, it's for the uh, you know he was incorrect in what he said, or you know he said something that was offensive or whatever. And I'm just th thinking to myself, why are the comics the first to go? Well, part of it is we don't have money, we don't have support, and we don't support one another. Our gang. So you've got gangs of religion. You've got gangs of of um, patriarchs and corporations and lobbyists and government. Those are big gangs. They got a lot of money. They're well-funded. They own the voice. Yes. They literally own the voice. 
So our gang is like we're in nightclubs. We're trying to make people laugh. And it's so frustrating to me to not have that support. And instinctually, I did pull myself away from the gang of comedians because I didn't find it to be something that would be sustainable. I have friendships from kindergarten, but none of them are with stand-up comics. Yeah. I have friends that are stand-up comics, and the, the, there are some that I absolutely love and respect. But there are so many that are still remain in that place of desperation and you know, uh, selfishness, if you will. You know, it's it's about them. It's always about them and their career advancement, and so and so on. And they'll step on anyone to get there. So yeah, I'm a, I'm stuck in a in a weird position right now. So anyway, well, back to you. I'm just letting, I'm just venting now because I'm really living with this letter that I got from this guy this morning. Which is did I mention that yet? Yes. Yes. On the well, air, did I mention it? Yes, you mentioned. I did. That. Okay. He was upset because it's been 20 days. Not yeah. recognizing your he, schedule. Yeah, he was mad at me because yeah. I didn't get back to him it, in the I, time that he wanted to, to. And by the way, I never even got the email to yes. top it off. Plus, I'm exhausted. Plus, I'm trying to get everything back to a lot of people. And it's kind of like my bottom, too, on being codependent. It's like, man, you just got to keep going. You know, yes. you can't appeal to everyone. Very true. I think, and I cannot, I don't know anything about this person, but we live in a society where everything is so instant. Yeah. You know, now you can text someone at any time and you're expected to respond right away. There was a time I would call someone, maybe leave a voicemail, and I would hear back from them when they got that voicemail, when they got home. Mm -hmm. Now I can contact you at any time, send you a text message, and you're expected to respond. So I think this person is probably looking at it this way. Push a button, your car shows up, your food is delivered, Mm. swipe left, swipe right, you have a date, uh, text message, instant gratification. So Mm -hmm. when this person put this out, they put these rules. Expectations. Expectations. Oh, he's going to get back to me right away. And you also have to question his loyalty, for lack of a better word. Right. When you really like this guy that he says is a really great comedian, I had a great time. And now I'm going to remove that. And now it's like, oh, that's it. You're done. You didn't get back to me within the time I wanted you to. Yeah. You know, I, I, there are artists I like, and sometimes they say things, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I would say that. Not to the degree that I'm like, oh, that's it. They're off my list forever. Yeah. So it's it's that, you know. I mean, you got back to me, which I was pleasantly surprised, and I thought, oh, wow, this is great. And what then, did I say when I got back to you? You said, um, good clip. You know, good stuff here. Uh, I do better. Uh, email me better. I don't, you're new to Instagram or you're not good with Instagram. <laughs> which I'm still not, by I'm, the way. I'm literally, I was learning about Instagram. The today. story. I still don't even get the story on why that we do even know. do the story. Um, oh, you do know. You had a little I, smile I, on your face. Like, that I have, Craig. That I do have. And you should, you <laughs> even had a little glint in your eye, like, Craig, you're a moron. That's how no, I no, read no. it. You're a moron that you don't know how to do the story. <laughs> see, I've now, done a couple of them. I still don't even get the point of the damn story. Now you're putting your expectations on me. Just no, like no, that email person. Come on, full circle here. I'm reading the glint. Yeah, though, no, I just found out about tagging. So if I tag you on a post yeah. and someone goes to your wall, mm-hmm. the fact that I tagged you, my tag will show up on your wall mm. in a specific area, but at least it cross promotes. So when I do my show, someone said, oh, if you tag this person, it'll show up on their wall. And I'm like, oh, learn something new. Now, so, after this, you're going to teach me how to I tag. Teach, yeah. Oh, okay. I can, that's easy. I learned that. But yeah. You, you have to understand, I come from a business that was really based on talent. Yes. And that's what I developed, the talent. Now, I did learn how to market, but back then I marketed by, you know, I would take a stapler and a poster and put it on a telephone pole. <laughs> no. I, I still do that. That <laughs> still works. That, does it really? I, I have to tell you, I produce some shows where Posters I Posters on 
Telephone. I didn't even know they had telephone eight poles. Eight and a half anymore. by eleven sheet outposts and coffee shops really? wherever. And I'll say to someone, "Oh, how did you find out about the show? Oh, I was at this bookstore. Mm. I was at this coffee shop." And I'm like, "Oh, still." Maybe works. I need to return to old school. Hey, because I am so sick. I'm. I'm. Sergio, to tell you the truth, I'm literally thinking about getting out of the business. I already did it once. I tried retiring. The only thing that keeps me in it right now is money because I'm so frustrated with all this. I can't keep up with social media. Even yeah. this podcast. How am I supposed to promote this podcast? Which many people have given it. I think it's gotten all good reviews. I don't even, okay. I don't even know where to find it. But <laughs> anyway, hopefully... I'll, I'll I tag you that, and I'll show you. Okay, tell me how to you. find my own podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it is called uh, Dr. Craig Shoemaker. Can I help you? So when you walked into my office here, meeting you for the first time, within about three minutes, I said, "Why don't we have this discussion on the air on kind of like what your intentions are, mm -hmm. or what you're hoping to find?" I already gave you one piece of uh, suggestion. Yes. I always call them suggestions. I don't want to even call it advice or telling you. you what to do. You were thinking about moving to Los Angeles or Las Vegas. And you say Los Angeles, which is what I'm leaning toward. Anyway. And I had reason for it. Yeah. You know, I've had the experience of Vegas. I was offered a ton of money to, to move there in the, in the past. But I know if I would have done that, it's the end. Yeah. Not the beginning. And you're in the beginning of your career. Yes. You're on your journey. Yes. And you're literally ending it. If, and nothing against Las Vegas. It's just, it is what it is. It's a bubble in and of itself. It's tourists. It's not necessarily people that live there. You have a show that could last a long time, but it's only about the money because you're not going to get a, a movie from it, television shows or series. That's just not where it's incubated. I hear you. Nothing against there or anywhere you would move. And the locals don't go to the Strip. So it is, you're solely based on the tourists. And when they're, it's dead, because my brother, my niece, they're, they're, when it's dead, it's dead. Mm -hmm. Like my niece was a waitress for a while. She's like, oh, I'm not working this whole week. It's slow season. I'm like, you got to plan for that. Like, how do you make so... I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if you were in the fishing business, you wouldn't move to Iowa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, just Iowa. Well, or <laughs> anywhere, never for been. Any yeah. reason. <laughs> no. You know, all those I states. You wouldn't yeah. want to go to any of the Iowas, Idahos, Illinois. You don't want to go to any of the I states if you're in the fishing business. True. So in the show business, you want to go where show business exists. I would say it's either New York or L.A. That's, for comedy. Yeah, Chicago and San Chicago Francisco are also two... And maybe Philadelphia, maybe and Boston. Atlanta here has a good. These are, you know, yeah, and you can develop, and there are some outliers that make it through, but they always have to make it through. The business exists in Hollywood. Yes. I mean, it comes. This is where you know, if you're going to have a, a Netflix special, a Showtime special, or HBO special, it all comes from here. The decision makers are here. They, yes. Listen, they won't even come see me if I'm playing the Ice House in Pasadena, which is in Los Angeles, yeah. but it happens to be outside of their 310 area code. So you think they're going to go to 702 to Vegas to go see you? Unless you're the most popular act in, in, like in the history of Vegas, that might get them on the plane, and only because they want to gamble and cheat on their spouses. Anyway. Now so you're giving <laughs> me a goal. <laughs> right. so, um, so what do you want to do? What are your what is your vision? What are your dreams as far as um, just your life period? We'll start with your life. My life period. My life period. My ultimate dream is just to be happy. I yeah. want to be happy. I by the time I'm an old man and no longer functioning, I want to be able to say I've seen. I've been to forty four countries, mm -hmm. and I want to see the world. I want to experience other cultures. You've been to Iowa though. I have. To, I'm not judging. I've uh, not <laughs> been to Iowa. I, you know, I've been to more countries than I've been to states in the United States. Yeah. Um, so 
I just I want that. I want a nice balance of just my happiness. Um, I enjoy making people laugh. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to entertain people since I was about four years old. Mm-hmm. I didn't know on what capacity. I'm like, I'm not sure I can sing. I'm not sure if I can act. I think I'm a dancer plus stripping doesn't count. Um, and then I'm oh, like, you've stripped? No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, I've tried it. I, I tried. I made about the. Uh, 30 bucks. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't a stripper. I was, in my 20s, a go-go boy. Someone who would dance in a cage in his underwear. Oh, well, that's a stripper. Oh, see, I interpret strippers as you come in, you have clothing, you take it off, oh, you're, you do a routine. You just enter with I clothes. entered with very little. <laughs> a smile. Um, okay, then, then you know, then it's, it's a similar thing. Yeah. You're basically displaying your body in front of horny people. <laughs> yes. And trying to make them more horny. Now I do the same thing. It's just I wear a bow tie. And I'm displaying my body in front of people. I'm just covered up. But now it's your words. Now it's, now it's the words. And yeah. so with comedy, I want to, one, bring a perspective. Maybe that's not out. Um, two, I just genuinely enjoy making people laugh. Laugh. And with that, hopefully give them something that's a little thought provoking, mm-hmm. just a different perspective, a different point of view. And my goal is to get to the point that I can make a living doing stand up comedy, uh, touring, uh, headlining, and just really taking my craft to the next level. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good about, I'm really good at setting goals and being focused on getting there. So I have that going for myself. Is there anyone that you've seen that has a career path that you think that they, that might be a direction that you would go. Are there successes? Is there precedence for the success that you would like to have that you've noticed from a, another stand-up comedian? Successes that I would... One person that kind of st- just comes to mind based on how you worded it, mm-hmm. um, Joe Coy. Mm-hmm. I heard him being interviewed. He had pitched this uh, special to Netflix, and Netflix passed up on it. Mm-hmm. He did it on his own then took it back and now he had this great special and I just think oh there's someone who took the no and figured out a way around it mm-hmm. and I like that like yeah it's it's very difficult to put your career your life in the hands of it's like literally like a dozen decision makers can decide your fate yes and it's so unfortunate now what is happening with social media and other networks and and so on is we do have alternatives to that now that we can take and what's funny is they'll come back now when they see you have success like that I yes. think I think Louis CK did the same thing uh, produced his own special put it put his own special out maybe Gaffigan I'm not I'm not really sure but one of the points I was trying to get at was does Joe Coy as far as you know also have the happiness that goes along with that the illusion what I think is an illusion of success is yeah you've got numbers is that successful and does that lead to happiness? That's what I would like to ask you. I would say no. Um, I don't know what his happiness, where it is, mm-hmm. but based on, I know I'm happiest when I'm with my dog playing on the floor. So no matter if I have a great show or a terrible show, once I'm put in my element and what I, my surrounding, it's my circle of friends, my connection with who I am, where that's fun and, and I'm happy and I'm good. Of course, money makes things so much easier. Mm-hmm. You know, if I could live in a house with plenty of rooms instead of a, renting a room from someone. And your dog would have better food. And my dog would have better food. <laughs> and when he gets sick, I can take, take it to a vet. Right. You know? yeah. So on that, I don't know. I, I typically don't look at those things because it's, so, you know, it's just like that person who's upset because you didn't respond. This person is completely mm-hmm. unaware of so many other factors. 
And it's just like, what, do you know what it's like to get up and do this and do this and do this? And like, you know. I guess one of the points I was trying to get at is happiness is obviously relative. Mm-hmm. And what I have found in my experience, which is when I mentor, when I give advice or suggestions, whatever, is I try, even on stage, I try to give my own experiences. Very, mm-hmm. And because you can't deny it. Yes. You can deny my opinion, but you can't deny my experience. They're like feelings. But yeah, exactly. They're yours. <laughs> These are my feelings, but the but the feelings are based many times on experiences. Mm-hmm. And what I have found in this discovery process, if you will, of life and career, which are kind of hand in hand sometimes, mm-hmm. is that the I that's why I asked you is you know do you think that it's led to happiness for him or he's just one example of many is did it lead to some some modicum of happiness for him does the money lead to happiness which they say it doesn't what i have found is indeed it does not and that's the example i gave that even has you here is here i get this big award and it was one of the saddest nights of my life well you know what they say uh it's lonely at the top yeah and that could be part of it I don't know. I mean, it I, is lonely at the top. I mean, not to say anything against Donald Trump because I try not to do that because everybody they'll, they'll turn the damn podcast off, which is amazing to me, by the way. If you if you say someone's name or you say some topic that someone is offended by, they're instantly has to have the sensitivity. It's like, why can't you just listen to a different perspective? He certainly has the voice to tell you his. Yeah. But I look at someone like him, and I do know him a little bit. It's. It really, to me, it's like here's the leader that shows you how unhappy life is at the top, and how and how there's this search for this idea of what other people say is going to be happy. Is how much money you have. Yeah. And I know. I won't even use him. I'll use an anonymous billionaire that I know. They're lonely. Yeah. Because the connection they know deep down that the connection they have with people is all predicated upon what they can do for the other person. It's just like someone who's really attractive when they're young. And <laughs> that's all they have. Yeah. They didn't develop any other skills. And they lead with it. Yeah. And so, when it's done, and when it's they're done, done. They're done. They don't have anything to fall back on. Yeah. It's like they didn't develop personality. Sergio, that's a great observation. You're, so, I, you're absolutely right. And, I've been and blessed I know, with both good and looks I know. and charm. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> But not good looking enough where you're not going to work on the other. Oh, very true. Right? Just in a, I get in the door. I have to make sure my charm keeps me <laughs> in the door and behind. And it. your intelligence and your spirit and your genuineness. I mean, it's it's all stuff that you had to work on because, you know, good looking guy, but you're not the good looking no, guy, right? And so of, so of, you know, I mean, this is that will only get you so far. And I know those people as well that I watched. You know, it's like the. Um, it's the story of the quarterback or, you know, or the big star of the team. I, I don't want to name names there either, but <laughs> but I have oh, seen it on. happen where, well, I will tell you, there's a, there's a guy from my hometown. <laughs> and there, he was, a, he was a, a can't miss in every single thing that he did. Oh, nice. And he literally today lives in his mother's basement. Oh, wow. yeah. You know, I mean, because he led with it. He went with it. He became entitled by it because everyone kissed his ass. Yeah, that's how it is. Because people want to be a part of the good-looking person, part of the good look of the. They're going to get some residual uh, benefit from being around the rich person, being around a successful person, being around. 
But then all those people go away when you start to have your own needs not being met. When you realize that person realizes, wow, this is not a genuine relationship. And that's what I'm saying about, you know, even Donald Trump is this is this is obviously someone who feels he's constantly talking about what a victim he is. No one's treated so unfairly and all of this. I know. It's not something. And it's he's saying, please love me is what he's saying. Please love me. And he's now found a new gang to love him because that's he went down the other route before he used to hang out, you know, with Hollywood liberals and so on. Now he's taking this other route and say, hey, gang, you know, I can be in your gang now. Will you love me? And again, I'm not picking on him. I'm only picking on him because we all know who he is. No one knows the guy I'm talking about from my high school. <laughs> I know so, him. I know who you're talking about in your high school. You do not. <laughs> what, are you Googling it right no, now? No, no, no. I was trying to find a song by Nina Simone. Everything you're saying, there's a song that Nina Simone has where she says, you know, when I had all this money, everyone came around. And as soon as I was broke, which we all know that, you know, yeah. this story. But it's that. It's if you don't have anything to fall back on, if all you're relying on is your charm, I mean, your looks, Whatever it is you're They're going with. to fade. They're going yeah. to fade. And that's a thing. I mean, sex, people lead with sex. And they're on the yes. cover of magazines. They're rewarded yes. by covers of magazines. And then people long to be them or long to be with them or long to have sex with them or whatever it is. But there's some of the loneliest people. I know a huge actress. No, it, it's no friends from the past. Yeah. I know a huge comedian. No friends from the past. It's this really and, weird and, and thing. So, so what is it that would make you happy? Do you do you have friends from the, your your past? I that you grew up with. My best friend from high school. Yeah, we met in sophomore year. Mm -hmm. We've been friends since. Yeah, I have another really good friend of mine since 1996. Really close friends. I was born in Central America, mm -hmm. and my mom moved a lot. So I moved to San Francisco when I was 14, mm -hmm. and I've been there since. Mm. So a lot of, and, I, and I've been on my own since I was 16. Mm. So I think one of the things that, the problem we have with society, like what you're saying, especially with social media, it's all based on how many followers you have, oh. whether there's a connection or not. And I, I only follow people that I'm inspired by or that I want to gain like knowledge, inspiration, wisdom. I'm not gonna follow just some person that knows how to take a selfie. Like I, I'm the worst selfie person on the planet. Yeah. Um, but one of the best things and I can honestly Why say. Why I can't stand selfies oh, because I, I'm, yeah. I'm older now. And, and, you know, so I want them to like, I want, I hand the camera, the camera to someone else. Away. Yes. I have <laughs> decently long arms and not long enough to Mine get rid of my, <laughs> the bags under my eyes. So I need, I need. I just learned this trick. You got to look up, which is why every time you see someone do a selfie, they're always looking up. Yeah. So again, I'm not a it's, selfie it's person. It's not going to help me. One of the things that I'm so grateful for, and I genuinely say this, I lived with my grandmother in a third world country mm -hmm. until I was about six years old. Not having an abundance and being mindful of your spending is the best upbringing lesson life had to teach me. I'm going to stop you with the word mindful, period. If anything, I was going to, if I'm going to impart any wisdom, anything that I've ever gained in life, it's, it's when I turn to mindful. Yes. And I think that's, you maybe accidentally came up with one of the points I was trying to make or trying to bring out on you. If we come from that mindful space, it will inform everything that you do. Yes. Including career path, including having empathy for people, including being of service to people, including making them laugh because you're mindful of the situation, the energy in the moment. So mindfulness, 
which we do not talk about in society. Not at all. There's no one on the cover of a magazine that sexiest man alive is a mindful person. <laughs> they're they're well, on the cover of the magazine because of their cover, of their because cover. of what they are on the outside. Mindfulness, mindfulness is a really big time inside job. So the other day I was uh, giving an example of how it's not so prevalent in our society. It's just not available to us, and it, it should be. It should be reversed. What's available to us is this disposable stuff, including careers and people and fashion. It's all disposable. It's trending. Yes. Mindfulness never trends. So I wish it would because then there would be more available tools to, to we can access. So I was having, uh, you know, I'm having a little rough time right now with my uh, teenager and my ex-wife. How old is teenager? He's now 15, and oh. but it's been going on for almost a year, and it's involving my ex-wife, who is, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating or being mean, is like a terrorist. <laughs> I mean, I'm not being funny or coy <laughs> or anything. You're just stating facts. I'm just, it is like <laughs> a terrorist mm. you cannot negotiate with. And the more you try, I was talking about this this morning with someone, you know, comedians are truth tellers. And that's one of the reasons why people are threatened. That's why comedians only have this small gang they're in. It's not even a good gang. <laughs> people are in gangs that say, no, let's vilify the comedians because they're the truth tellers. We want to stay in denial with whatever our religion is, whatever our you know, political affiliation is. We want to stay in that denial. We want to stay in our bubble. And these are people that are popping bubbles and, and pulling curtains. That's what comedians do. I so totally me agree. even saying that, even if it's fact about what my ex-wife does, I'd say literally 70% of the people attack me. Oh. They'll come back at me. I become the bad guy for exposing something that is toxic, abusive, and so on. So I'm going through this, and I have learned in life the only thing that will ever give me peace is mindfulness. It's not going to be her changing. That's for damn sure. It's not going to be somebody agreeing with me. That's for damn sure. Because there are people that said, yeah, she's this and she's that. It doesn't do anything for me. I even have a son who went through it, an older son who comes to me now. He goes, my God, I love you so much for making a stand for me and so on. And going through that pain and the anguish and attacks and false allegations thank you dad now i have to say that one is a step above definitely some fan saying hey whatever it's great but it still isn't going to suffice as far as my what you called happiness happiness is going to come from mindfulness so this is what yes. my point is and uh, i then start looking on my television which has what five thousand choices of television programming i can't find I watch tv i can't find TV. anything on mindfulness I finally found Oprah, one episode I that I looked at. The, I found Oprah on her Sunday morning chat, and that's what I watched at 3 in the morning when I had sleep. I could not sleep. You know, I have anxiety, and that's what I used to calm me down. I but got, but yes. then, then I'm looking at her other episodes. I'm going, eh, I don't think that one's going to do it. But she mostly has, and she's got it down, by the way. Mm-hmm. Soul she food under- is that the show Soul Food? Is yes, exactly. Yes. And she got, has it down, though. Mm-hmm. Now, there is someone that I would aspire to be is Oprah. Yes. She's very honest about her unhappiness mm-hmm. and, and her struggles. And I think that's and one of the things. And yet she also knows where the answers are because she knows, of all people, that money has not led to. 
that's one of the key things I think to mindfulness and happiness is everything we do now, you present this version of yourself mm-hmm. and you start to believe that. I did it someone once who believed that they were wonderful. Yeah. So if you believe you're wonderful, there's why change wonderful? Wonderful is good. Yeah. I think one of the saving graces I have, I know that I can be selfish, I can be stubborn, I can be an asshole at times. We well can. So when I'm aware of that behavior, then I'm on the lookout for it. But if I just tell myself I'm wonderful, it's their fault, there's no need to change. So in order for you, whether it's your ex-wife or whomever we encounter in life, you being mindful are the one who has to navigate. Yes. And that's it's up to really me. frustrating because it's so tiring. But again, because you're, you're going, where are the other people that want to take yes, the high thank road? Thank you. Because it's a high road. <laughs> yes. And used another word there is awareness. Mm-hmm. So you are self-aware. And by the way, you're saying the things, if I were to mentor you, you are saying the things that I would want you to apply to your life. Oh, People yeah. think that mentorship in comedy is, hey, here's how to r- structure a joke. It's not. Hopefully it's, I know how to do that already. <laughs> well, well, no, no. Of course, we can all use improvement yes. in those areas and you can, you know, know listen, the basic to the, skeleton of listen to topic. the experts and, yeah. and so on. And, and But when I talk to people about if I'm giving suggestions or advice or helping them, that's always I go to the core is where are you? What do you really, really want? And what is your version of happiness? Yeah. And as soon as they tell me, I want to have a sitcom. The conversation's almost over. Well, I, I think, again... Getting a sitcom yeah. is a result... Of hard work and everything else. Of everything else. And sometimes yeah. not. And, some, and that's the other thing. So it's, like, it's, a, it's luck sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, who's trending and who does have the most followers? You know, Hollywood, they, they, they won't have a conversation with me because I only have 50,000 followers. I can't even get verified in Instagram. So therefore, <laughs> they will look at that mm-hmm. because they don't know who they are. And again, the people making decisions, you realize they don't know who they are. They're still way in the beginning of their discovery process. And that's who decides from the menu we eat from that they deliver to the country. You have to understand this. They decide you're going to have mac and cheese and that and it's bad cheese whiz, too. It's not even they will decide that because mac and cheese is popular. Yes. And that they're not making decisions based on authenticity or something organic or genuine and 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 that's the space that you and i are in is we want to be genuine authentic and so on but we also want to quote make it yes to extend our voice strike i I think to every no matter who's involved in the decision making process whether you're the talent whomever everyone is coming from their own angle and being that people are only focused on their angle they're not aware of everything else that goes into it. And with that too, it's like, I want to be a success. I want to do well because I like working hard and I like to see the fruits of my labor. It's like, oh, look what happened when you applied yourself, you achieved mm-hmm. all of this. That may translate to whatever. I mean, I met some comics yesterday that all they do is tour. It's like, oh, I'm gone for the next six weeks. I'll be blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that's one version of it. You know, I've met people. Now, do you think that's, a, is that making them happy? And B, will that lead to more happiness for them? Is there some is there some goal that's going to be achieved by going six weeks on the road, what, uh, in your opinion, on them? Well, um, I don't know the person well enough to come to a conclusion. I do know that every experience you have is to get you closer to go somewhere else. I mean, had I not reached out to you, you and I would not be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I would have simply said, oh, he's never going to get back to me. What do I think? I'm a new comic. 
I would have missed out. I come from the school of thought of like, hey, Sergio, squeaky wheel gets the oil. So hone your craft, get good enough so when opportunity and luck or chance intersect, mm -hmm. you can say, oh, I know how to do this. Right. But if I'm just sitting around waiting for that to happen, so with these particular individuals, based on where I am right now, the fact that they have an appeal that they're going to different states and earning a living doing comedy, that's an accomplishment. Whether they're happy or not, I probably not. I mean, I don't think anyone likes living out of a hotel room, packing up a bag, catching a flight the next day, not really seeing what the city has to offer. You know, but it's one goal is achieved. Well, the other thing is, when I was in that space, the goals were different. They were very shallow, though. But that's going to be the other the thing, The process too. wasn't to move. See, to me, the movement needs to go in, not out. It needs to what do you go, mean by that? It need, my movement needs to go towards my soul and getting to know that better than it is some sort of outward thing of, of you know, that my goal is, if it's an outside goal, it's never going to do as much as an inside goal. I, oh, okay, so what I that does you. is that takes you off of that. You get to ignore yourself because you're running. You're running, you're hitting and running, hitting and running. And then your goals start to become what you're told they should be, like getting laid. Like getting laid I'm on the road. Myself. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's not news to me. You know, getting before. laid <laughs> was towards the top, if not at the top. So to me, the comedy was about finding someone who wanted to sleep with me ah. as opposed to some other goal of getting to know more of me that realizes that getting laid is not the answer. How old were you at that time? This was not last week, I hope. No, no, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> all part of it's all. I'm, what I try to do on the show, or, and even with you or with anyone, is I'm just trying to, you know, it's like almost warning shots. I do this with my kids, too. It's like there's this, there's this position I'm in. Let's say I'm mentoring someone, or let's say I'm mentoring my own kid, mm -hmm. one of the kids. It's, you, you, I see them going down a road that I've been down that has led to nowhere, that has led to actually things that I have to make amends for, things that I have to make up for, things that are not going to do anyone any good except for what you think are your selfish needs being met hurts a lot of people. Yeah. Again, this goes for our leaders as well. Anyone. It's just yeah, awesome if, experience in life. Yeah. So, but there's, so here's what happens. So let's say... Um, let's say robbery i did robberies when i was younger that's no good for anyone no. i thought it was good for me i thought i was going to get some cash here and so on so if my son robbed someone which i don't believe he has that my oldest son <laughs> i'd have to say something but then let go of the results because he might have to learn his own lessons in how many times he's caught you know i was i was you know jailed and everything else so if, but do I just let him do that? There's the rub is well, you can only, you know, lead the horse to water, as they say. Like they say, very true. I can't force him not to rob people. Mm -hmm. I can only tell him. But then he also can look at me and go, you made it. You made it through. Oh, the worst answer. So, I hate that answer. It, well, it, 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 so it's <laughs> tough it's, for it's me true. to say yeah. he's right. He's you know, right. same with drugs, alcohol, you know, gratuitous sex. I made it through all of this. So I lived. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do I want to, I certainly am happy that I'm not the example of someone that died because we see them too, that yes. didn't make it through their addictions or whatever it is. 
So it, it it's it's a tough one for me when I it's a, what I can't do and I'm talking out loud now is I can't be attached to the results I can't be attached to even what you get out of this podcast or your meeting with me or I can't be attached to any results or where you'll yeah. go with it and same with the children or same with any relationship that I have but the bottom line is and I'm getting my own lessons even in talking to you well, is mindfulness this yes. reminds me to be mindful well I was just going to say children if anything, and I have none. This was mm -hmm. a very conscious decision. Um, I didn't want to worry about the baby weight. So I was like, <laughs> screw that. Um, children will teach you mindfulness in a way that nothing else will. Because that, you have yeah. to at one point put it there and let it do its or thing. Or your dog. Yeah, even with that. I mean, I had to make a decision when my ex and I got the dogs we currently have. I said, if these dogs get a terminal illness, mm -hmm. we're not spending thousands of dollars. I right. know that I'm not going to be doing injections every day they're going down. And that was a very mindful decision. What I'm saying is in the day-to-day -day life, mm -hmm. you have to be mindful of their needs. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about my own mindfulness, but yes, yes. You, you have, have to be mindful of their needs yes. because they have to be fed. They have yes. to be cared for. They have to have a proper sleeping area. You have to put the totally. air conditioning on, whatever it is. Yes. Make sure there's water in the bowl. That takes mindfulness that we become unconscious of in many cases, but we need to increase our consciousness on that kind of level in life period. Oh, I was thinking mindfulness more internal, but I see what you're saying. I see. What, but before I forget to, with that, the thing about being the mindful person, mm -hmm. again, is that you're the one who has to navigate. And then we have to look at someone and say, hmm, I have a gallon of knowledge right now. This person has a shot glass. Do I really want to pour a gallon of knowledge into the shot glass? Mm -hmm. And then with that, depending on where you are, if you're in survival mode, you don't have the luxury to be mindful because mm -hmm. you have to worry about what it, where am I going to get my next paycheck? Where am I going to eat? How am I going to keep a roof over my head? And I think that's really, it, it, you know, it's easy to look and say, oh God, this person needs to make bit, good, better decisions. But when you look at their environment, you're like, okay, this person grew up in a hostile environment, absent father, no one checked their homework, no one tucked them in. How can we expect this person at 19 all of a sudden to Correct. be a well-rounded adult? That's so right. when I look at someone like that, although it is a pain for me because I'm like, oh shoot, I'm the mindful one. I recognize this person's in survival mode and has been in survival mode for so long that they don't know what I'm talking about. So I have to, I used to be a personal trainer. So I would have to do this with my clients. They would walk in and I'm like, oh, okay, I know where they wanna go, but this is where they are. So let me just give you a little building block and little by little, they got to where they wanted to go. And there was a third part and now I forgot what it was, but there you go. Well, I will tell you something that's going on for me right now. Um, there are keys to me for my better life. And I like to share those keys. One of them is happening right now. It's, it's vibration and energy. And I realize as you're talking, I'm like kind of like feeling your energy and your vibration. I realize probably why I responded to you. Because I'm charming. No, no, you made <laughs> a joke of looks? it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I know, see, you're being self-deprecating now. <laughs> I'm going to get real with you. It might be a tender moment. You might oh, be uncomfortable oh, with it. I'm not wearing makeup. Thank God. I'm just, I, I, <laughs> see, that's a comic. That's how a comic responds. We go right to self-deprecating. We, we're uncomfortable, and we make a joke about it, and that's what we're really good at. We've got those skills. Mm -hmm. You got that down. Good. I'm going to share with you what, my, again, it's instinct. It's inspiration, but it's a, you know, this all comes from, 
repetition. Intuition comes from repetition. So I repeat and repeat and repeat a certain way of living that has shifted from the other way of living. You know, selfish needs, programming. I was programmed to say, oh, this is going to make you happy. This, You know, we're programmed. So this is what I'm going to tell you. I think the reason I responded to you was I must have energetically felt that you are far along on this path of discovery and becoming a comedian much further along than the neophyte that's in the desperate mode I, I'm now that's so I realize like if you believe in fate or God or higher power universe universe exactly whatever you want to deem it to be mm-hmm. I think that's why you're here I think that's why you know you made the move you you know you said squeaky wheel whatever it is but you were probably going on your instincts you heard me say something on another podcast your interview did speak to me your interview and it spoke to you so vibrationally energetically again you are mature enough you have a life experience enough to get that so i'm going to tell you as your temporary mentor at least for this hour (laughs) keep going with that Mm -hmm. keep being conscious of someone spoke to you run with that yes if someone speaks to you and you are um you know there's a you know star wars is a great metaphor for everything is, is if there's a disturbance in the force this is one of my issues in life is sometimes I'll try to change the disturbance. Oh, yeah. No. And I'll try to manipulate it. I try to, you know, get them to love me, get them to like me, whatever it is. I think you are, you're at a really good point in your life right now. That's what I'm picking up. You're at a really good point in your life where you're saying, I'm going to keep taking the next step and the next step, but it's going to be organic to me. I'm not going to do it in someone else's way. I'm going to listen to this voice inside of me. We all have that voice. We all have it. But these, but there's even a great TV series, a mini series called "The Loudest Voice." That is how Fox was, Fox News was created. Again, I'm not knocking Fox News. Okay, if you're any Fox News, it could be CNN. It could be it, any. It, of them. it could be any of them. But this particular series talked about it's the loudest voice. We want to listen to the quiet voice within us, and that's what inspired you to say, "I'm going to reach out to this perfect stranger. You probably never heard my name before." And say, so you're not like a fan, like a lifelong fan, and all that kind of stuff. Probably don't know most of what I've done. I've well, I've since well, I the thing about me in comedy is I did not follow comedy at all mm-hmm. until I started doing it. Mm-hmm. Once I started doing it, I started paying attention. Okay. And then one advice someone gave me, which I have to say I do follow, they said don't watch other comedians because you may subconsciously pick up on their things and find your voice. Did you get that from me? I'm the one who says Oh, that. really? Oh, no. I, someone told me this where I come you from. You sure? Oh, oh, do, oh, it wasn't me? No. And I do, I don't things, watch. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I had to watch the Dave Chappelle special because everyone kept talking. I'm like, oh, let's see what this is about. Right. Um, um, I'm tempted to watch it too. Yeah. You know, and I've met four people yesterday who had four different opinions. So yeah. the opinion, like Salt and Pepper said once, opinions are like assholes and everybody has one. Well, they're, they're not the ones that came up with that. That probably poets, goes back to, uh, to pre-George Washington era. <laughs> yes. but, uh, but it's I think one of the things that I've discovered, um, everything in society right now is making an individual look outwardly for validation and confirmation correct. as to who they are. Outwardly. 
And that's the biggest problem. Yeah. And I'm not the most religious person. I grew up in a very uh, organized religions uh, household that was not good for me. Roman so, Catholic, I assume. Right? <laughs> like, yes, like yeah. any other Latino. A lot of programming. Too much programming. And I remember at seven years old looking at this and thinking, hmm, something doesn't seem right here. How can you tell me yeah. that God created us and we're all good, but yet I'm bad because I see this? So one of the things that I did, and I didn't finish it, but I started reading the Bible mm-hmm. just to see what the arguments are. Mm-hmm. And I start reading the Bible and I'm thinking, is everyone misinterpreting this book? Yeah. I was like, I'm not getting what everyone else is getting. Right. And then what I walked away, and I have two dear friends that I love, love to death. One of the most amazing people I've met. They're a couple. Uh, they live in New York right now. And I spoke, they're very religious in a, in a good way, not the crazy way. And I said to them, you know, so I've read the Bible. So far, this is what I got. If we are created in God's image, mm-hmm. God is in us. Yeah. And God is all around us. Right. So if you go God by everything. That, yeah. So if you go by those words, and again, I'm not the most religious person. If you go by those words, anytime you're not behaving in a loving manner, in a compassionate manner, in a kind manner, you're not being God-like. No. And also, if God is in us, why are we looking out? It's all in here. And th- when I can quiet the, the loudest noise, when I can quiet everything, and again, we have so many distractions, social media, how many channels do we have? How many radio stations? Now you can get radio, this, that, the other, yeah. YouTube channels. I mean, you name it. There are so many distractions right now. And, uh, you know. So we're not in touch. This we're not is in touch. why we turn our heads when you see an accident on the side of the road. Yeah. And also this Misery is, Loves Company. Misery Loves Company. So when you see the tragedy, tragedy, you go towards it. So one of the things I've done I don't have a TV, mm-hmm. so I do have to figure out how to stay up to date on pop culture, if it even matters. I try and minimize the distractions. When I get home, I put my phone down, and that's it. I'm not checking. I'm not posting photos of what I had for dinner. Now, anything I do that's work-related, that's different. But I think we need to, as a society, start to look inward and then be mindful enough. If my experience is of an abusive home, of an absent father, or of a well-to-do individual, we're gonna have completely different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So when people say, oh, I don't see color, then that's where you're wrong. You should see color. Because a woman who's Muslim from a a poor country, her perspective is so different from a Latino woman or a black woman or whomever. So I would say, look in. And then when you do look in, use the same empathy for yourself that you would for a Exactly, the exact word that, uh, you're you're talking my language here. This This is why we're together here. That, that's what I truly believe. You are saying things that I, you're reflecting back on me, my reflection. And well, this is exactly where I come from. Yeah. Same thoughts even about religion. I was growing up going, this doesn't feel right. You know, then I up, yeah. check out the Bible. I'm going, this doesn't resonate with you know the other Christians that are saying to go down this road. Great book, by the way, Zealot. I'll look at the author. He basically takes Jesus times Mm -hmm. with the actual historical times. Mm -hmm. And he does this parallel thing. Really cool. Oh, that's great. Really cool. I'll I'll check that out. It takes away this version that we have of the Bible with, hmm, well, if this was happening, does this really make sense? Does this really add up? And then you start to see. It's really cool. And we're seeing it displayed every day where it's not Christ consciousness. Yeah. You know, having, having nothing to do with, you know, if you're a Christian, it's Christ consciousness. It's a consciousness. It's yeah. a mindfulness. So that's what we're, we're both coming from, apparently, is, is we need to be 
uh, in connection with our higher source, which is within us, which is us. With totally within yes. us. Yes, and I the more we connect with that, and the more we disconnect with it, the, the manifestations are going to be really not lead to happiness. True. And whatever. Watching that, the news, I get ugh. you. By the way, I try to cut it out too. Podcast. That's how I get my news. The reason, well, Twitter. I get my news on Twitter, but but okay. it's but it's but it's the basics. Yeah. I will very rarely go deep into a link. Because then you're getting into opinion. I want to see or hear what happened. Yeah. And then my higher source will inform me how I respond, not the opinion makers. You know, I mean, if you ever watch uh, CNN or MSNBC or Fox News, any of them, okay, it's a bunch of panelists. Yes. They are empowered to dictate how you feel your perspective is being pounded into you instead of taking a pause for the cause of your own freedom and your own happiness. It's so they're not encouraging that. They're yeah. encouraging you, look at this flashy show that we're putting on. Look at this anger that's being thrown out there and tossed out there. No one's talking about what to do with the anger. No one's talking about what to do with enemies that they create most of the time. Very true. They do not give us skills, which gets back to what I was saying as I'm looking all over television. This one yeah. night I'm going, yeah, I have Netflix, I've got Amazon, I've got Prime, I've got every every channel possible. I got, you know, I have Jewish life television. Give me <laughs> something. Did you see me there? Is that how you found out about me? <laughs> Actually, my, television? my new show is debuting on Jewish oh, really? Life Television. Oh, it's called Comedy was... Kitchen. I might as well get a promo in for there it. There you go. And when does that, it air? That's the network that, um, I don't know, September 30th or something oh. like oh, okay. that. They'll find out. But yeah, we have four episodes. It's called Comedy Kitchen, where, by the way, there's a show. And let's hope that these decision makers, it's not going to stay on Jewish Life Television. I'll tell you the premise of the show. And I think you, as I'm now knowing you for... I believe it's about 62 minutes I've known you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this is a show where we combine food, which I love food. I love cooking, too. I love gardening. So it's a passion and a love. And I combine it with I also enjoy mentoring, and I love comedy, and I like making people laugh. We took it all and made it into one show. Yeah. Comedy Kitchen, where my famous Tony Luke, the guy I mentor, he teaches famous comedians how to do a dish for the judges i take famous chefs and teach them how to do comedy for the judges oh that's fine and even that aspect of the show i wish i could be an hour show itself is me coaching them and trying to bring out the best in them was really some cool stuff so that's the show and it debuts we're hoping that obviously a bigger network picks us up and then yeah. we're, we last for 10 years but what we, we what happened with the show is i got to choose the crew because i produced it so everyone there did not have that toxicity. You know, they're all walking the walk. Yeah. They're in the light. Everyone's a team. We come together and we produce something. You know, it might have been my vision. It might have been my idea. But, man, that changed. It changed with my openness. It changed with other people's character coming in. It came with their input. And we put... I'm telling you, this show is going to be so good. I can't. I I have not seen it yet because it's still being editing. Now, someone hearing this might have it might be out already, but it's 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 you know I hate the word pride or proud, but it is one of those moments that uh, you know kicks something happiness, as you said, it kicked happiness in for me to create, collaborate, 
and all and do that from the meditate because that's the only place that any of these creations are going to take place. So if I'm going to give you one other piece, I, it sounds like you have you, you shit together. I can't mentor you. You might end up mentoring me. Sorry, this, this job's over. Before I forget, but I will. I, I, will I, I will. I will say. I will. I will say this. Uh-huh. The creator, you know, you you're a part of a religion, and you still might be, and you still definitely believe in the creator. Something is higher how, than myself for it, sure. Is how we create. Mm-hmm. So your relationship with that creator is of the utmost importance and everything else is a distraction from that. They're taking you away from it because their job is to medicate you. Their job is to distract you, to buy the products, to deal with the fears that they instill in you. Now, if you're listening right now, I'm looking at Sergio's eyes and he's completely getting what I'm saying. And I hope whoever (laughs) listening is understanding what I'm saying and the intention in saying it. It's not, you know, you get labeled a conspiracy theorist. Guess what? Whatever you want to call it, it is a conspiracy. They're conspiring to keep the money and keep you ignorant and keep you away from finding your true self and your true self exists within you and that's what they all do. These, It's a corporate structure and again, I'm not blaming, I'm just telling you and making you aware of my discovery is that's what exists behind the curtain. It's th- it's the Wizard of Oz pulling on, pulling on fire and brimstone and pulling on your fears to have you do what he wants you to do and mindlessly, not mindfully, mindlessly accept the small lot in life that they deem you should have. Yes. In Oz, they have, here's a barber, here's a the guy driving a carriage. And they just accepted their lot in life, and there's nothing outside the walls because don't you dare go outside of there. And that's what Sergio, I believe you believe, and that's what I believe is as comics. And also, just if we in can life. instill, yeah, I mean, I think, and, and just in life, period. Yeah. If we can instill just that one little thing of, hey, take a little break from that, yeah, and check in with yourself, and you'll find goodness, kindness, compassion, empathy, and all of those things that they're not training you out there. That's what I hope the podcast does. Well, the other thing, too, is intuition. You said intuition earlier, and I interviewed this woman on intuition. And one of the things she said, and again, it goes back to all the outside noise and the loudest voices, intuition is never wrong. Mm -hmm. So if you can start with that foundation, it's like if your gut is telling you something, but if you're not trained to, A, listen to what your gut's saying, and then, B, take that and translate it into something you're walking around, you're like a, a pinball. You're just bouncing from thing to yeah. thing. So when she said that, she said, don't think of intuition uh, like a yes or a no. Just think of it in many different things. Like, is it a flavor? Is it a color? So when I find myself a little kind of confused, and I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. what should I do? What direction should I go? I'll just sit down. I'm like, all right, let it out. Give me something. Give me something to guide me, some indication. And my friend who's religious, he said, here's a prayer you can have. He goes, Mm -hmm. since you're not too religious, he goes, just ask God to help you see something you're not seeing right now. Yeah. I'm like, I can can do that prayer. And by the way, that's not a religious thing. No, and that's the thing. I can do that. It's It's a spiritual thing. There's, but I there's he's religious, a, so he, everything, from him, everything comes from, like, you know, t- through the grace of God. The, but the religi- religiosity of it yeah. is where we go, ironically, 
off the path. Yes, I, I, that's my belief. So, that, so I think he found a way to... spirituality is, yeah, there's people that find that little happy medium. Yeah. He they found need a the way structure. To they need the structure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's what I always say. <laughs> and, but there's structure in spirituality. There's mm-hmm. structure in meditation. There's structure in prayer. There's structure in going other alternative routes to find yourself. That's what we all yeah. want to find. Like Dorothy, again, finding herself at the end of the movie. Or Dorothy the the Explorer. Book. Huh? Or Dorothy Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't watch. I, I don't know. I don't two know. of my kids went through I just Dora, wrote a joke. And I, I just wrote and a joke I, around that. I just... Uh, <laughs> and I tagged Dora the Explorer. Um, but the thing, even... Um, she's Dorothy. Is that what you're trying to tell me? She's, no, she's the... She's another, another she's person She's the Latino Dorothy. No, I don't think so. Don't Maybe think she is. Maybe, Maybe that's how they created the show. Maybe. Makes sense. I think oh. it does make sense now should, that you think of it. There you go. I should do a parallel between Dorothy and Dora. I'm the, let me see. What are the parallels? I'm the map. I'm the map. Map, map is I've maybe... Oh, you haven't? I've never seen her. You're making Dora. a joke about something you don't even know about. Well, I only made a joke because I know she's, I was, um, I have a joke about being from Central America. And I said, I'm, I was born in Costa Rica mm-hmm. or Nicaragua. It depends on who you ask. Mm-hmm. And then I do this whole little bit. I go, most third graders are playing with Legos. I'm trying to find Dora the Explorer so she can help me find out where I'm from. So that's the only reason okay. she popped into my mind right now. But the whole thing you said too about, um, uh, you know, like hypnosis or prayer. They're mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, of course. Prayer is just you sitting down, telling yourself something over and over. So I always feel like if you are going to spend your time praying, do it in a positive, constructive, serving way that can take you to the next level. Oh, though you hate the sarcastic prayers, I'll pray for you. Oh, please get away from they're that. Ju- be, you know what they're doing? <laughs> they're saying, I'll, Self-serving. I'll, they're actually praying that your voice, of alternative voice that is questioning or challenging their alleged beliefs yeah. that have been indoctrinated into them from birth. Yeah. That's what they have a problem with. And they want to pray you yeah. away. Most They people. want to pray the gay away. They want to pray these things away that they have a hard time like I lining say, up with. Yeah, like I would say, just because you're on your knees does not mean you're praying. Um, yeah. That was a joke to that. Pray away. <laughs> um, you know, I think... Oh, I lost my train of thought once again. Shoot. That's okay. That's I right. think, Stay um, with me now. Stay with me. <laughs> um... Just no. remember. Oh, just, I remember now. Just remember. Okay, go ahead. Most people, when they say, uh, I wanna, I'll pray for you, or it's not you, it's me, most everything people say is so self-serving. Oh, it's so passive-aggressive. Anytime it's, you yeah. say, I'm sorry, it has nothing to do with the other person. And I, I explained this to my niece. She was talking to me about something, and I said, if you genuinely feel bad about what you did, you need to go to this person and say, will you forgive me for my behavior? Mm-hmm. That was inappropriate. She goes, well, I told them I was sorry. I said, sorry, I'm sorry is an I statement and it's about you. Hmm. It's about them forgiving you for what you did. I'll have to give some thought to that. I agree with you. It's like saying, I love you. Like, it's, I'll, I'll, it's, Yeah, well, I'll have to give some thought to that. To me, the sorry, the reason I encourage my kids to say it, the reason I do it, the reason I would like others to do it, like, for instance, my ex-wife. Let's say she said she was sorry. This is someone who is incapable of it. It's just a, it's a search to be right. It's a, whatever. Even if the premise is something so absurd about me, mm-hmm. has to be right, has to have people in collusion and agreement and so on. And again, our leaders suffer from this as well. If you hear an apology, this is my perspective on it, you realize that the person is, quote, normal, that they have some consciousness about what they've done. If they don't apologize, now I I like your wording, I mean, on the forgiveness, but if they don't apologize, it makes you feel like there is no hope. 
there's no hope for a connected relationship with this person because they're always going to be selfish and self-righteous and so on. If they say they're sorry, it means that they have taken a pause in their life. It means they have taken a, a glance, a better glance at their at what they did, what their role is in this conflict or in this relationship. Or they at least took the time to do that, which is maybe it's a step to where you're going. Yeah. But it's a very positive step, in my opinion, is to apologize, express regret. Express, express regret regr is different than I'm sorry. So, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It, it could be semantics. But yeah. what I'm saying is the receiver of it has been made to feel like they're wrong in an argument. That's what people do is you, I'm going to show you in every which way I can. I'm going to use anything in my arsenal, however painful, however harmful, however nasty and mean. I'm going to use everything I have to make sure you are vilified and you are seen as the bad person. And this person is saying for that one moment, I've been the bad person or I've been the person that needs to uh, reflect more and, and not behave like that. So at least it's a step forward and in a, maybe a five-step plan into complete forgiveness. Or 20-step plan. Yeah, I mean, I, never, I hear what know. you're saying. I mean, if, if the comparison is this person's goal and ambition has been to vilify me, any glimpse of remorse is going to be sound great because you're like, oh, they said they, they were sorry. Like, wow, I'm so used to dealing with this for the last 15 years and all I've seen is attack and now they're saying they're sorry. Yeah, I would see that as hope. But at the same time, something Maya Angelou said, and I try to remember this every time, when people show you who they are the first time, mm -hmm. believe them. And I've made that mistake. I think being ambitious and being optimistic. Sometimes I've been a victim of my own optimism. I will see the good in someone, and I'm like, oh, this person has all these makings. But then I assume that they can function at that level. And it's just like, no. And I learned this as a client. I realized some people really did want to lose weight and they really wanted to get in shape. But where they were was nowhere near where they needed to be. Mm -hmm. So it, it's kind of meeting them that way. So, But, but then, okay, so I'm going to compare because we have to wrap this up soon. But uh -huh. in this mentoring and comedy, if we're going to kind of reframe it and get back to that. To oh, yeah, that bring it back full circle. Bring, bring it back to that framework. <laughs> uh -huh. If you are if you are coaching them in having a better body, the root of it, the foundation of it, has to be in their consciousness. Yes, has to be in their mindfulness. They have to have that connection with their authentic self that wants to be well and healthy and happy and free. They've got to do that first before taking these steps. Otherwise, they're false steps because you're always going to come back to the root. Yes, I've been saying this about them. Um, you know, listen, the bottom line is if you're having difficulties, I'm having a really tough time with my ex again and my, my, my teenager, he's getting the manifestations of this, of this battle that he's been, he's been subjected to it for 15 years of, yeah. you know, he, and it's, it's awful. But I've said to these therapists, I said, I'm not knocking what you do, but I would ask that you respect my experience on this, that this is... Listen, we're mind, body, and spirit. You're covering the mind here. Yeah. But as far as spirit, that's not necessarily some of the clinicians. And they justify it. He's trying to send me to another one, you know, that he's going to have. I'm going, wait, 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 wait a minute. Why are you not listing? I submitted someone who is, who's been amazing for my family. A spiritual solution. A spiritual therapist. Because that's where all the answers lie. Have you ever done hypnotherapy? 
Of course. Oh, I've done I'm everything. I'm a huge fan. I love hypnotherapy. I've I not only done say, that, I did past life regression oh, with the same person, by the way. I would love to do that. that with I've this same that. person. She has been the most amazing part of our family. Have you ever done hypnotherapy? And hypno never asks for like a ton of money, yeah. doesn't act arrogant, shares her own experience and her own discoveries and her own foibles and her own obstacles and, and recovery from them. This is what she does in the sessions. That's what I want for this child of mine who's in pain. He doesn't know how to deal with his pain. He doesn't have the skills. You're a 15-year-old kid. 15. No, it's the worst time. Yeah. So I'm trying to tell this clinician, this therapist, I'm trying to say, you know what? You might want to listen to my experience on this. Not only from my own from my own well-being, which is way vastly improved from when I grew up. I mean, majorly <laughs> yeah. improved where there's this beautiful life that's enlightened yeah. from the light within. So why would you say, oh, I need to go to an expert that you find to be an expert to be the answers for my family? When I'm letting you know the answer for the family has always been A, B, and C. Yeah. And he's telling me to go to D, E, and F. Here are the experts, and this is who I can, I can have a relationship with. You know, I can, uh, uh, you know, speak to them about the, the process and all this kind of stuff. No, you're missing the key process. The key element to the process is the self-discovery of this light, this being, this universe that exists inside of all of us. And this is where I'm trying to encourage people that are listening now. You doesn't sound like I need to encourage you. <laughs> Sounds like you're already there. I have my yeah. blackouts every now yeah, and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all do. We all do. I'm rolling blackouts. But it's, I mean, everything you're saying, and, and I do have to agree, there must have been something in your interview that I was like, oh, we see eye to eye. Because everything mm, you're saying, I don't, I don't disagree with. I'm like, oh, I understand where he's coming from. I also, and you know what's really wonderful about it? This really tells you about humanity. People are talking about political correctness and how we define people and label them and you know and we associate the labels we're taught instructed programmed to feel a certain way about certain labels mm -hmm. here are two human beings that came together today just for this podcast or maybe we'll have some relationship in the future i, I have no idea where it's going to end up i will tell you though that in the moment the moment to moment to moment I had a wonderful time on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> getting, to, getting to know you. And you come from a completely different background, yes. which tells me, again, it affirms for me once again, and hopefully again, people that are listening, maybe this will inspire you. Maybe this will knock you into a different consciousness because you're unconscious believing certain things about certain people. Now, I'm going to ask you a couple personal questions. First of all, we know where you come from. Mm -hmm which is different from where I come from. Yes. Right? I come from Philadelphia, you come from Central America, and you're still not even sure which country. <laughs> okay, so so we have that. Yes. <laughs> I have four children, you have none and never will as yeah. far as you're concerned today. You will never have yeah, children. No, I'm also at the age, I think, the energy I would need to have a child at this point, I'm not going to do that to myself. Well, right, but I'm saying, no. that, so we have that not in common. Oh, not in common, correct. No, right. we do not have children in common. So uh, I'm married to a woman. I'm single. You're single. Yeah. Straight? No. Yeah. I've gone so, through my faces. I, I, so I was about <laughs> to get to that. So, yeah. so gay man, right? Uh -huh. Out of the closet? 
Yes. Or do I, I would love it if you just came out on here. It would be, that'd be great. Everyone, <laughs> just, I have an announcement to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always looking for firsts. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of firsts. There's a lot of things I have not done. But Sergio, I had a woman, that's, and I still remember it. And again, I love moments like this. If I can inspire someone. Oh, it's the best. Into a different direction. I, I still have the memory of it. I talk about it all the time. I was doing a Laughter Heels workshop in uh, Turks and Caicos at this, um, it was a big sober, sober event. You know, nobody was drinking. And a woman, I have to do this thing called a laughitation. She came laughitation. out. Yeah, but you're laughing and you're expressing yourself at the same time, your pains, your obstacles, things you want to get off your chest, your fears, whatever it is, you mm. express it out loud while you're laughing. And talk about shifting your energy. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's so cool how it works. And it's, uh, it's something I came up with actually. And, and she, and during her lapidation, she admitted to being gay for the first time in front of a hundred people. And we laughed with her and she said, yes, my lover's in my room right now. I'm hiding her. And she's been, and, and she, and it released her. Yes. This is what laughter does. It released her to the point, and I will never forget that as long as I live. She gifted me with that. I gifted her with the safety to do it. And she gifted me back with the, with this acknowledgement well, of the, the awareness that laughter brought out in her and this shift of consciousness. And she admitted, and I, she comes in my shows now to this day. I give her a big hug. I love it. People that were there, I just saw them in Nyack. They they remembered it as well. And this is from four years ago. Yeah. And and it, if we, if we can do that, I think we've got life down. And yeah. the point I'm making is. You are from a, you know, standard-wise, standard you're from a completely different DNA than I am. Mm -hmm. But somehow your DNA has now been reprogrammed away from the religiosity, away from, you know, uh, the, the standards that were set up, of Central American standards. I'm sure you have a whole different way of, you know, that were pro, it was programmed into you. You removed yourself from it. You're now removing yourself from the conditioning that you were having maybe in San Francisco. Now you're up for reconditioning in Los Angeles or maybe Vegas. No, not Vegas. <laughs> not after our conversation. Okay, well, <laughs> if I inspired that, then for the rest of your life, you may be living in Los I Angeles. remember that. Just remember me if you have a sitcom, I all right? Remember. I want to be the straight neighbor. That's a <laughs> You'll be the token straight neighbor. There I'll be go. the token a, straight neighbor. Huh? Um, no, I'm really good about you know. Does that gay network still exist? Bravo. Wait. No, not logo. Bravo. Logo. Yeah. Sorry, logo. Is logo. logo still here? Bravo <laughs> might as well be. Whoopsie. Yeah. Logo. Well, there's no whoopsie. It's, no. it's run by Andy Cohen, who yeah, yeah. he definitely brings in the. He uh, brings something to the table. Um, <laughs> logo. I think it, it does. I don't have a TV, so. I the I only thing I subscribe to is well, it, it does because that's where RuPaul's Drag Race came from. It came from, but yeah. I don't know if it still exists. I don't yeah. know if it's still there. Probably. But anyway, oh yeah, we have to close. But this okay. is one of those situations where um, where I'm enjoying myself because <laughs> this is life for me. I yeah. really do enjoy connecting with people oh, on yeah. this kind of uh, a level. It's interesting. You said this earlier, the connecting. One of the things I try to do with all the shows I produce, where I come from, is I try and get the comedians to like, hey, let's come together. Let, not, we don't need to hang out, but like, right. you know, the show's about to go on. Let's, hey, let's be here. Let's support with each other. With a common cause. Yeah. And it, I'm always amazed at how many people, and again, everyone has their own cross to bear. Mm -hmm. So if you suffer from anxiety, if you are 
depressed or whatever it is. Yeah. I cannot expect you to be like me and be like, oh, let's give everyone a hug mm-hmm. and let's support each sure. other and watch each other set. So it's this whole thing. But I try to, in what I do, is to bring people together. I realized when I was probably in my 20s that I had the ability to bring people together. I got 12 of my clients to ride a bicycles from San Francisco to LA. Wow. And raised $50,000. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Nine of them didn't even own bikes. Mm. And as we're riding the bikes and I'm driving, I'm riding down to LA and I go, holy cow, Sergio, you brought all these people together and you raised $50,000. You have the ability to influence people. Put that to good use. Yeah. And that was my thought. Literally, that was my thought. And that was your conscious thought that you had because, you know, summing it up, it's mindful, it's conscious. And that is the, the way to take in your life. Yeah. And it will lead to, you have such uh, pride in your eyes when you talk about that. Oh, good. And that, <laughs> and that is happiness. Yes. And you said your goal was happiness, and that's how you achieved happiness. And it did not happen from a, from a stage. It didn't happen from applause. No. It happened from doing what you were inspired to do to help others and connect with others and inspire them to a different way of thinking and, and creating their own life. And they got outside of their box. They got outside of their fears. And that's what they did. Yeah. All right. I got to wrap it up. So, so yeah. folks, if you were listening, uh, how do we find you on social media? Uh, everything is under Sergio the Comic. S-E-R-G-I-O, the comic. So, SergioTheComic.com, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Okay. Yeah, really simple. Well, we'll go find you. I'm going to go follow you right now. <laughs> I'm going to follow you. But uh, hopefully... And do we want to leave them with something to do? The audience, people listening, anything, homework or something? Look at you taking over my oh, damn sorry. podcast. <laughs> no. This is not This is not how a mentee behaves, okay? You're supposed to be hanging on every I word. Mean, <laughs> you Half the podcast... Wait do you listen back to it. You're going to crack up. Half the podcast, you take over. You, you, you tell me where the conversation is going to no. go. I've been trying to wrap this up for 30 minutes. I, I always think of a call to But action. I look into your eyes and I'm going, oh my God, now he wants a call to action. He's got, he's trying to tell me. I even went over your, uh, it's amazing. I even thought of the social media. I'm trying to think of some things that I need to promote for myself. And you're like, what wait, your, wait a well, second I, here. I, I, can get, I can get you all these questions. What's your Instagram social handle? Do you know Official Craig Shoemaker on Instagram. Excellent. I changed to that. I'm still the love master on Twitter and Facebook fan page. And of course, if you are enjoying what you heard, uh, give us a good rating. If you don't enjoy what you heard, move on to, uh, I know <laughs> Joe Rogan view. has a nice podcast and uh, Adam Carolla. Yeah, move on to someone else if you don't like this because this is what it is. Sergio, you you represented in many, many ways today what my intention would be that I put out to the universe in having this podcast is that's what happened today. You walked into my office, and I thought, and basically with the idea of, hey, can you help me? And this is called Dr. Shoemaker, Craig Shoemaker, can I help you? So I hope I help, we helped someone today in our conversation. If you are so inspired to uh, call me or ask to be mentored, I have no time for you. Okay, <laughs> okay. Sergio used it all. He sucked up all the air. <laughs> Uh, Sergio, I'm sure after I leave here, he's going to be pounding me and hounding me <laughs> and asking me to do things for him and find him, find him some stage time. But whatever it is, actually tune in in probably a few months. We'll get back to Sergio. You'll be our first returnee, and we'll see. We'll see. The improvements I've made. We'll see what's happened to your career and even our relationship. 
even if we took it past when I say goodbye here. So, uh, yeah, rate us. Um, uh, Apple spread Podcast. The, spread the word. Yeah. So Apple. if you go to Apple Podcast, you yeah. can look for Can I Help You with Dr. Craig Shoemaker. Yeah. Hit subscribe. And if you enjoy the episode, give a five-star rating because the more people that know about it, the more um, the more ratings. Why don't you be the damn out. co-host? You're, you're better at this than I am. <laughs> you can also find us on Stitcher. <laughs> so if you literally go on Google and you put quote, can I, I help you? I think you found your way into my life here. Okay, Shoe, you can Shoe just Maker, be this. Okay, I think you found your way in. <laughs> they, they can find you this. Man. You might have had expectations. I was going to teach you comedy or get. Oh my God, we're an hour and nineteen minutes. All right, I have other appointments. Sergio. So what? So one little All call right. to action. Let's no, no, you're, you're not. <laughs> Listen to him. Uh, so if, hear if you're distracted, do you hear this guy? So do this or do this at least once a day. Take five minutes to look at yourself in the mirror right. and just focus on yourself for five minutes. Distract everything okay. else. I did that and it helps. I it's kind of weird. Listen, when you look like me and get to be my age, that's that's out. Okay, <laughs> I have other advice. <laughs> I have blindfold. <laughs> Breathe and That's listen to your shades. insides. That's it, okay? Yeah. No, not 50 Shades. This <laughs> is a 50 blindfold. Shades of Craig <laughs> over here. This is how you get tight with yourself is you tight. put yourself into the darkness <laughs> and listen to that stillness. And that's the voice that I hope you hear. Although, I thank you for hearing my voice and Sergio's. <laughs> and by the way, if we're dividing this up, I think he was 60% of this damn podcast. All right. I hope to see you or hear from you. And, um, I hope you enjoyed this and uh, talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Laughterheels.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws and raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter. Working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, mood warriors, cancer patients rehabs well just about everybody needs laughter and we're here to spread it around it is the best medicine so just open up and say ha ha this episode was brought to you by laughterheels.org how was that for my announcery advertisee promotion voice laughterheels.org thank you